ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, as long as you're 21 or older, Michael Hill, Jason Holder, proudly bring to you the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. And if you're not done with that, go listen to something else. Welcome back to another week of the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. Happy Thanksgiving to all of our friends out there and yeah. celebrate that. Yeah. That is coming up this week. Happy stuff your face until you almost die day and then go buy a TV that you don't need. Yes. I mean, I, I could use more TVs in my life. Consumerism. Yay. Yay. All right. We got a lot to talk about. We are back from our short little mini break. We are. We are indeed. And to start us off this week, we have some more whiskey and this is another of the dumpling creek whiskey that we've had a couple of on here uh, i'm sorry dumpling creek moonshine yeah uh close it off same thing we are doing s'mores flavored whiskey and it really smells like i mean it smells like a s'mores yeah i mean i get I mean, that there's some marshmallow, chocolate chocolatey I'm, I'm getting definitely getting the chocolate on the scent it is um, 30% alcohol by volume, which makes it 60 proof. Yeah. So, and I mean, most of your, like we said last time, I think most of the flavored moonshines, you're going to be looking at them between 60 and 80, somewhere in there. They're not going to yeah. be massive. But this will be the last because this is <laughs> all that remains. <laughs> so we will have to find some new whiskey all right. to take us into December. Well, there we go. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers. Yep, tastes like a s'mores. It actually is pretty close. Yeah, I mean, it's got that chocolatey, marshmallowy. Like, the chocolate almost comes through as an aftertaste, but there's definitely yeah. some marshmallow when you first get it. In there. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not bad. It's chocolatey sugar, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, not too yeah, bad at all. It's not, it's not bad. I don't, don't know that I'd go seeking it out. That would be something like, that would taste good, I think, poured in hot chocolate. Yeah. Because it's already got that chocolate flavor. Maybe coffee. Think, maybe coffee. That would work. Um, you know, as kind of a dessert. Sit around the fire, drink this. Yeah. You know, until you pass out, fall in the fire. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. Um, <clears throat> So this week, since we missed last week, and a lot has happened in the world of wrestling in these 14 days, we're not really going to go over what happened on Raw, what happened on SmackDown, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, we're just going to kind of dive into it. Yeah. Uh, and I think the first thing we're going to talk about is the fact that Full Gear was last Saturday. Uh, which we did, of course, we missed talking about it last week because we were gone. We were. But, uh, yeah, I thought Full Gear was really good. And I don't have to burn down AEW. They made some very good decisions yeah. with Full Gear. And to go ahead and just spoil it, your brand new... Mm -hmm. AEW World Heavyweight Champion, Hangman, Adam Page. Yes. Um, just, I mean, the, the kickoff show was pretty good. It was uh, Sheeta and Thunder Rosa versus Nyla Rose and uh, Jamie Hayter. It was a pretty good match. Mm -hmm. um, built more of the Serena Deeb, Sheeta, a feud that's going on. Yeah. You know, which they continued this week on Dynamite. Yep, they did. They did. Uh, which where Serena costs Sheeta, uh, cost Sheeta the, the TBS title. Yeah, yeah. Um, we had Darby versus MJF. Honestly, this was the down point of the pay per view for me. Is it because MJF has not changed at all from the first day we saw him, or was it just? <clears throat> It, yes, and, and when it, when you say not changed, it's not that he hasn't changed as a character. He hasn't, but he's, his matches haven't changed either. It is, MJF gets beat up. It, it, in fact, really, truly, this is like late 70s, early 80s heel, but it's every single match. He gets beat up a little bit. The good guy takes over, starts beating up a little bit. 
MJF cheats behind the ref's back to take back over. And then the good guy has his, his comeback moment where you think, okay, they're going to win. And then somebody gets involved or the diamond uh, ring gets involved more than likely. Mm-hmm. And then MJF wins. Yeah. It was boring. There were some good spots in it from Darby. You know, the Darby Allen is going to die before he reaches 40 uh, at some of the, the spots that he pulls off. But there were there were moments that we were watching it going, ooh, you know, that was a good spot. And then to end it the way that it ended. MJF said in the back, you know, that he would he would beat Darby Allen with a headlock takeover. And he did by knocking him out almost with the diamond ring and then doing the headlock takeover for the one, two, three. Yeah. It was an awful the match was good. The ending completely ruined it. And I really... MJF is quickly getting to that category of me of, I don't care. Yeah. Now, I will say I am intrigued by his next feud. um, Yeah. Because I am more of a fan of the person he's feuding with, and that is CM Punk. Yeah, that was on Dynamite. Which, spoiler... Well, I don't know if it's really spoiler, deep dive, whatever you want to call it. Punk came out wearing a rancid shirt, mm-hmm. specifically a uh, rancid shirt for their album. Making sure I get this right. I'm not a, not a rancid fan and out come the wolves. Yeah. They're their first album. I think, well, do you happen to know? And I, I, you know, I don't think that you're a big punk fan, but do you happen to know? You don't think that I'm a big punk fan, not CM punk, like punk yeah, music. I'm a, I'm a big CM punk fan and a, but, and a huge punk music fan. Are you? Okay. Yeah. Do you happen to know? what the first track on that album is. Uh, Ruby Soho is the first track. Or, no, not Ruby Soho. What's the first one on that, that album? Ruby Soho is on that album. It's on that one. Um, I don't know what the first track is, though. Once you name it, I can sing it, probably. Maxwell <coughs> Murder. Maxwell Murder, yep. Which I was odd. I'm sitting there, and I'm, I'm like, why is he calling himself Maxwell? It's a real good Maxwell? song. You should go listen to it. But why, why is he calling himself Maxwell? Because he, he, he's always, you know, he always says his full name, but he's just stopping at Maxwell. I'm like, what's going on here? And then somebody posted this on Reddit, and I'm sorry, anonymous Redditor, yeah. that I do not remember who you are. Uh, and I was like, interesting. Mm-hmm. So they're they're playing that up. The other part there is, you know, CM Punk and Lars, who's the front man for Rancid, they're huge. They're big friends. Mm-hmm. Um, There's a picture floating around out there of a very young MJF standing behind CM Punk, also wearing a rancid shirt, where he's getting a picture-taken thing, and Punk is signing, and MJF is standing behind him, like, just cheesing for the camera. Um, And we're kind of going off of full gear, but we'll we'll talk about it, because it all ties in. Yeah, uh, just what it tied into, and I wanted to bring that up before I forgot about it. MJF is is out there, and he's giving his promo, his, you know, I told you I would beat Darby with a, you know, a side headlock, blah, 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 blah. And then, you know, uh, talking about who his next opponent would be. And no one's as good enough. No one's good enough for him. Blah, 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 blah. And then. Look in my eyes. Here comes Punk. Punk walks down to the ring. Gets in the ring. MJF holds out his hand to shake Punk's hand. And Punk goes. <laughs> and leaves. Turns around. Walks out of the ring. You know, just mad disrespect. Yeah. Um, Which this could build up to be something kind of cool. Yeah. I really hope they do not give MJF the win over Punk, though. I, yeah. I know MJF has had a loss because we talked about it up here Wednesday night. Yeah. I don't remember the match. I don't even... I, I, Talked about it a few days ago, and I, I don't remember who, who we talked about I that he lost Darby to. Darby had beat him at one point. Maybe. Um, but yeah, he, he does not need to beat CM Punk. MJF uh, needs to go on a massive losing streak. He does. Well, no, he does. He does, because he's holding Wardlow down. Mm-hmm. So Wardlow needs to turn and take out MJF. 
and MJF needs to reevaluate his character. Stay heel, stay old school heel. I don't care. Yeah, but but I need innovate to innovate with it a little. Bit. Yes, thank you. Um, the next match that came up on Full Gear was the Lucha Brothers versus FTR for the AEW titles. There was a lot in this match. It was messy as all hell. I thought it was a good match, but it was very messy. Um, FTR ends up losing. They and the way it loses, which it feels like they went to the the finish quick, and afterwards you kind of find out that they did. Um, I think it was Cash Wheeler. Uh, was the was not the legal man. No, not Cash. Uh, yeah, Cash wasn't the legal man. He rolls outside of the ring and puts on the green, like, luchador mask that they've been wrestling in in AAA. Rolls back in the ring, gets immediately smoked by uh, Phoenix, and pinned. One, two, three. So the Lucha Brothers win, and then on Dynamite, they're out there talking... You pinned the wrong man. That's not right. That's still that that's illegal. You know that match. We should have won. That's a, you know on and on and on and on and on. Uh, apparently, one of the guys got hurt. Yeah, is why they did it that way. Um, I love the Lucha Brothers. Yeah, they are entertaining as all hell to watch. I absolutely hate the way their matches flow. I, I, I understand. I think I understand where you're coming yeah. from with that. And I think it's that AAA style that they wrestle. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't mesh with an American audience. Mm-mm. It doesn't. We, For good or ill, the American audience grew up with NWA, WCW, WWF, E, um, where there are rules mm-hmm. for matches. Tag matches have tag team rules. And yeah, all of the all of the big boys in America, they bend the rules from time to time. And you, you, you'll run into weird stuff where it's like, if the outside man attacks the legal man, technically it's a disqualification, but they never call that unless it needs to lead for the story. But even at that, they use that very few and far between. Yeah, and it's... Um, they... they they enforce the tag rule almost to a detriment from time to time where, you know, the ref will have his back turned and they'll tag. Oh, no, 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 no. You never tag. And they'll, like, push yeah, somebody they, they, out. You they've know. overused that to this point. But, you know, they have to be on the, the rope. They have yeah. to have the, the, the tag rope. There are problems with that style, too, obviously. Of course. Uh, I mean, referees in wrestling have to be stupid. That's just the rules of the game. Referees have to be dumb. Um... But this gets a little much, you know, especially when we say this, we're talking about them just interchanging who's legal interchanging or not. Who's legal uh, doesn't matter. They'll they'll tag um, at any random place as long as they can, you know, touch each at other. One of the matches tag. recently, the Lucha Brothers tagged in the ring. I don't even think that was Lucha Brothers. That was uh, I thought it was Lucha Brothers. No, it was Kalisto. Oh, uh, Kal- uh, uh. Whatever his new name is, yeah, something. But it was it was his match with Mabel's star, yeah, where they yeah. they tagged and yeah, okay, that's what it was. Um, you know, no, that 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 completely takes it out of it, right? Yeah. When you have your ref, the ref is counting to five because both men are in the ring. One, two, three, four, and at four he stops and tries to push one and of them tries off. to push them off, and they stay in the ring then for another good ten, fifteen seconds. You know, AEW has this thing where they don't, they've, they've only had one disqualification in two years. And I think that's a jab, another jab at WWE, because WWE has this habit of everything is always a DQ, um, unless they are 100% trying to do something special, but the majority of their matches end in some kind of disqualification or count out or something like that. It seems like recently. Um, so here we have that going on. AEW doesn't disqualify anyone. 
Yeah. Uh, in fact, to the point where several AEW matches that I've seen recently, the people on the outside have been caught by the ref holding somebody or tripping somebody or something, and the ref didn't even throw them out. They just, hey, you can't do that. What the hell? I, I would like to see a resurgence of tag team wrestling where it's taken seriously. Mm-hmm. And the, you almost go too far into the other extreme where you're, you're calling everything. Just to establish a, a zero status. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I love the fact that, that AEW puts a lot of focus on their tag division. I do love that. Yeah. Um, uh, we've said it several times. Tag team matches, uh, three-man, four-man, eight-mans, you know, all that. It gets talent on TV, mm-hmm. right? It's better, uh, it, argue if you would like, but it's better for me to see the Bucks and Adam Cole versus Luchasaurus, uh, Jungle Boy, and Christian Cage as a three-man match, as a six-man match, than it is to see Adam Cole once a month. Yeah. You know, it puts people on TV, as you said, and it gives people a chance to shine. It lets them do something. It lets them get a high spot. It lets something go on. You know, I'm I'm cool with it. Yeah, I need I need AEW to start making their refs smarter. I need AEW's faces. I need Cody to get out of the the Dusty Rhodes booking mentality, where faces are stupid. And have to overcome all this adversity that they really shouldn't have to. And heels are all cowardly, dirty people. Let's, you know, arguably the biggest wrestler of the last 30 years, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Mm-hmm. He was not a face. Mm-mm. But he wasn't a heel either. Well, Stone Cold was that tweener. I mean, he, he was, was he was that tweener. And it worked because Stone- he was smart enough to use heel tactics against the heels. Stone Cold was an anti-hero. Absolutely. That's exactly what Stone Cold was. Um, he was the guy that you cheered because he used, like you said, the bad guy tactics against the bad guys. You know? Um, I don't get this fascination in AEW. Uh, and a perfect shot was... Uh, Coming up on this match, actually, in a few minutes in on full gear, we'll go ahead and talk about it real quick. Uh, Tenara, mm-hmm. uh, Tekanti versus Britt Baker, right? Britt comes down with Jamie Hader and Rebel. Tay comes down by herself. Now, Tay is best friends with Anna J. Yep. Sheeta has been feuding with Hader. Mm-hmm. Under Rosa has been feuding with Britt and Hater. Mm-hmm. Statlander has feuded with them in the past. Mm-hmm. You have a ton of other face women wrestlers in the back, not even counting Anna, that could have come down. And let's let's now, even bring out, you know, Dark Order included in that mix. Why? Obviously, I'm not advocating for Dark Order to fight Hater. And, yeah, and yeah, all of this. Yeah. But they can come out there and keep Hater and Rebel from being able to interfere. Exactly. So, and I'm okay with Tay coming down by herself to start with, right? Mm-hmm. The heel always comes down with a manager and their posse and everything. <laughs> we have to be heels, right? The good guy comes down with nobody because they're expecting a fair match. Again, good guys are dumb. But the very first instance of. Rebel or Hater getting involved, Anna Jay should have been right there immediately. Yeah. Like, she should have been breaking her neck running down the ramp to take them out. Um, You know, you could have had Dark Order, the whole of Dark Order come running down there and surround the ring. You could have had some funny... Okay, so here is an example that happened this week of where this was done better. Okay. Friday night on SmackDown. Okay. You have Woods challenge Roman to a match where the Usos stay in the back. Mm-hmm. 
Roman agrees and out he comes and then he kind of motions back and you know here come the Usos. Mm-hmm. Romans yep. played Xavier for the full. Except well, why the Usos did come out, they didn't come out under their own power. They came out being tossed across mm-hmm. the entrance ramp. Yep. As Big E had attacked them in the back. Exactly. They used the fact that here we have Xavier Woods, mm-hmm. who is a member of New Day. Mm-hmm who, yes, is kind of split up, but they've managed, much to my surprise, honestly, to keep the New Day as a thing with having split them. But you have Big E, because he's facing Roman tonight, as we record this, Mm -hmm. make an appearance. And it was perfect. It was. You also, you even have on Dynamite, you have a perfect action there with uh, uh, Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy coming down, or uh, Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy came down Mm -hmm. to stop, to back off the Bucks while Cole was fighting. Wasn't it? I think Jungle Boy was fighting. Jungle Jungle Boy Boy was was fighting fighting Cole. Cole, And And you had Luchasaurus and Christian come down. Yeah, Yeah, that's what it was. you, You had the Bucks come out and then you had Luchasaurus and then Christian came out with his chair, which was his oldest yes. friend, because obviously Edge can't be right. there for contractual reasons. So we got we got that match where obviously Tay Conti didn't win. Yeah, Britt Baker won. Britt Baker won. I need somebody to beat Baker. Probably going to be Thunder Rosa. I would hope so. Um, I'm okay. And this was the comment I made. I was okay with either of these women winning. Mm-hmm. I would have liked to have seen Tay win, honestly. Britt winning is fine, but I need them to do more with Britt as the champion. Her championship reign right now is very lackluster. You know who I'd like to see come in and win the title? Mm. Somebody who I can't tell you yet because we haven't talked about it. Okay. But we will get Fair to enough. that we'll get there. We'll in get there. a few minutes. Uh, let's move on. What was the next match uh, that we had? So the match before that one was actually Daniel Br- or Brian Danielson versus Miro to see who was going to mm-hmm. be the, uh, the number one contender. Number one contender. This was brutal. Um, not, not as brutal as like Walter Dragunov. Dragunov? Ilya yeah. Dragunov? Yeah. Ilya Dragunov. Yeah. Not that brutal, but still, like, I was impressed. I really liked this match. I mean, these are two guys who know each other very well. Yes. They've had several matches in the past, as far as I remember. And they are both very good. And they continue telling the story of Miro's neck, because Brian Danielson won with a DDT, followed by a guillotine. And Miro tapped. Yeah. So, that sets up uh, Danielson versus Hangman. which. On Dynamite, and we're kind of weaving these together because they really did weave together. Yeah, we're, they're weaving them together, but we're also, we got a lot to talk about. We don't want to sit mm-hmm. here and discuss every single show and then right. go back and cover. So we're just going to bring in the highlights. Yeah, so on Dynamite, um, Danielson comes out to congratulate Hangman. Um, it turns into a little bit of a back and forth. There were a couple of really good lines thrown out. Uh, Danielson told Hangman that uh, his next opponent wouldn't come out dressed up like a Ghostbuster. Ooh, big dig at being a nerd. Mm-hmm. Um, Hangman's dig back at Daniel Bryan was, you know, yeah, I beat Kenny, uh, and it took me less than 30 minutes to do it. Uh, so big dig there. Um, Did you see uh, Hangman's open letter? Mm-hmm. that he put out after yeah. winning where yes. he talked about studying the vegan diet so he right. could prepare for his next opponent. Yes. Um, so what it's led to though is Brian Danielson has declared that he's going to kick in the heads of every member of the dark order before he gets to hangman. Mm-hmm. And he beat evil Uno or he, well, he passed evil Uno out. Um, so yeah, it was, it was really good. We're seeing that more mean Daniel Bryan. He's he's not. I wouldn't call him a heel, 
You know, he's not doing heel stuff. Yet. Yet. But he is being mean. And and to be honest, that's what we need out of this feud. For uh, for yes. it to carry more than a week or two, mm-hmm. he's go he's got to be I'm not saying Daniel Bryan has to turn heel, but he has to play the heel yes. in this feud to actually make it a engaging feud for yeah. more than a week or two. Because the thing is, everybody is cheer- cheering Danielson because it's Brian Danielson, right? Yeah. Everybody's cheering Hangman because Hangman's a face. Yeah. They're not cheering him because he's Hangman. He He hasn't had a whole lot of real exposure over here match wise I mean we've had the whole hangman story with leaving the elite you know Kenny and and it's been a great story a little too long but maybe a little too long but some of that couldn't be helped I think that's Um, what happens when you decide to have a baby right Uh, you know ruin his career (laughs) right when he was the right right when he was the highlight of his career you know he decided to have a baby and ruin it uh, a la Cornette talking about Cornette and Becky Talking about, you know, Lynch. Um, Which is bullcrap. Lynch 100%. comes back and is immediately back on top. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. it. it I like the culmination of the story. You also see Kenny at the beginning of Dynamite saying, congratulations, Hangman, you won. He looks at the Bucks and says, uh, you know, I've got to take some time off. You guys hold it down. And the best part of this was Adam Cole saying, we got you, Cleaner. And Kenny looking at him going, I wasn't talking to you. I was talking to them. Uh, well, let's talk about Kenny Omega for a minute. It kind of came out. Maybe it was a, known a little bit beforehand. Uh, but Kenny has a shoulder injury. Mm-hmm. He has apparently also been wrestling since, I think, 2018. Yeah, nonstop. But he's been wrestling with a vertigo. Yeah. So Kenny is the first, at least the first stage of CTE. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just saying how I think it is. Right. Obviously not a medical doctor. I can't diagnose him with it, but I believe that he has CTE. And he's been out there wrestling with vertigo in the ring mm-hmm. for a couple of years now. So I need him to take some time off. I like Kenny Omega. I don't necessarily like what he, what he's done this last year. I don't think right. it's his best work. That being said, I like him as a performer. I like him as a wrestler. He's still one of the best wrestlers. And I need him to take time off and allow his body and allow his mind to heal. Because if you're wrestling with vertigo in the ring and you didn't have that mm-hmm. when you started, that's brain damage. Yeah. Yeah. Not good. You need to give that time to heal, and you're now in a position working for AEW where you're the head of the video game department. You're a you know executive vice president. You're getting paid whether or not you're out there wrestling or not. Take a year off and let your body and mind heal. Exactly. Exactly. Um, the next match was you know, kind of all tied in. It was Young Bucks and Adam Cole versus... Uh, Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus, and Christian Cage in a Falls Down Anywhere. I did like the ending here, uh, which was Jungle Boy giving Matt Jackson a concerto. I, I kind of dug that ending. You know, yeah. Just watching Jungle Boy, you know, become that that killer, I guess. Well, it's, it's like we've talked with everybody else, and Jungle Boy has managed to do this consistently. We need to see innovation. We need to see growth. And Jungle Boy, when he first started, he was just the mute boy with his dinosaur. Yeah, he was. He was uh, uh, Jack Perry, or he was uh, Luke Perry's son. Yeah, he was Luke Perry's son. Yep. He was Jungle Boy, and you know we even talked about it on here how we were kind of upset with Jr. calling him Jungle Boy Jack Perry, but he is. Jungle Boy has reached for that brass ring. He is managing to grow and grow into somebody who is going to be a future star. It, yeah. He already is a star, but he's going to be a even brighter star in the future as he continues to grow. Seeing him evolve and seeing him being like, okay, yeah, 
We have a chair here. I'm teaming yep. with Christian. Yep. Concerto. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, you know. Um, we then move to Cody Rhodes and Pac versus Malachi Black and Andrade El Idolo. Uh, it wasn't bad. Pac and Cody win, of course, because they won. Um, well, they won because Cody, what I should have said there. Um, yeah, uh, it was a decent match. Yeah. The whole story of the match was, can both of these teams coexist? Just like WWE's been doing for a while. Because every time one of them would get close to the corner, the other one would, like, hard tag themselves in. And they'd have this little, did you just do that to me? I just did that to you. Did you just do that to me? I just did that to you. What are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? And then they would switch places, and then they would the other those two would fight for a bit, and then they'd get back over near a corner, and tag. Did you just do that to me? I just did that to you. You know, every single tag. So that was a match. It happened. Moving on. Uh, Britt and Tay. We already talked about. We then had Eddie Kingston versus CM Punk. I really liked this match. I really dug this match. It it was. This was the physical follow-up to their promo battle. And personally, I think it delivered. Well, there you um, go. At the end of it, of course, Punk wins. Because, you know, he kind of has to still. He offers his hand to Eddie Kingston. Because remember, this was built on the fact that Kingston said Punk didn't respect him. Yeah. You know, Punk offers to shake his hand. And Kingston rolls out of the ring. Uh, and leaves. Which... Part of me gets, like, right, dude, you've been disrespecting me this whole time, and now you suddenly want to shake my hand? Nah, screw you. I, I get it. Yeah. You know, but then on the other hand, there's this also the whole, you know, I've proven myself to you, you know, there you well, go. And I also think that we're, they're kind of spinning their wheels a little bit with Eddie Kingston. Yeah, Mox being out. With Mox suddenly going out, Eddie yep. Kingston and Mox were a thing. Whether they were going to be tied at the hip or not, mm-hmm. they were a thing. And so now they're trying to figure out, okay, well, what's next for Eddie Kingston? Obviously, they want him on TV because yep. he is one of the best on the mic that they have. Oh, hands down. So they want to keep him on TV, but where do you go? How do you keep do him you engaged on TV? What do exactly. you do with him? So this was a good holdover to give them some time to get to what's next. And they didn't have to build a whole bunch of story yeah. in between it. The story already exists in the fact that these guys have known each other for, I don't know, 10, years, 15 years. Yeah. So, there you go. Yep. Uh, we then got the Inner Circle versus Scorpio Sky, Ethan Page, and America's Top Team in a Minneapolis street fight. Inner Circle wins. Move on. Inner Circle won. <laughs> the only thing I do want to say about this is Full Gear was on the anniversary of Eddie Guerrero's death. And we saw, I didn't mention this in the Lucha Brothers match, but we saw uh, Pinta hit the three amigos. And then here we see Jericho hit the top rope, point up, and then hit Dan Lambert with a frog splash. It was also in the town Eddie died in, wasn't it? That part I don't remember. I, I do know that it was the anniversary of his death. Um, It very well could have been. It was in Minneapolis. This is where we need our friends over at Rogues Cast Radio Let to us loan us their, their, their odor, odorless, tasteless, colorless ombudsman yeah. to uh, look this up for us. Since they are not here to loan him, I shall look it up. And then the final match was Kenny Omega versus Adam Page. It was a real good match. There was one thing that I loved a lot in this match, and it was the callback to basically the hangman's uh, promo that he did in Dynamite before, where he went up to the Young Bucks and told them, look, guys, I cost you your chance at the titles. You know, when Kenny and I had them, um, then you cost me, you cost the Dark Order and me our chances at the titles. Uh, We're squared. If you get involved, I'll destroy you. Mm-hmm. And then walks away. The Bucks come down during this match. Kenny staggered. 
Hangman hits Kenny with a one-winged angel, and Kenny kicks out. Hangman then gets over on one side of the ring to hit a buckshot, because Kenny's, like, up staggering, right? And Nick goes to, like, get to him, and Hangman just kind of glares him down. And Nick backs off, and Hangman hits a buckshot to the back of Kenny's head. Kenny stands back up. Hangman gets out on the other side, and Matt's coming at him. And Hangman stares down Matt, and Matt, Matt just kind of nods at him a couple times. And Hangman hits Kenny with a buckshot. One, two, three, for the win. I thought it was really cool, the fact that the Bucks were there, but when Hangman was like, you feel froggy? They both backed off. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, Kenny left. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Dark Order came, the Dark Order came down after the win. Uh, Alex Reynolds holds out a beer to Hangman. Hangman takes it, throws it behind him, and then big group hug. There you go. So, uh, And holding my ombudsman yeah. duties, <laughs> Eddie Guerrero passed away November 13th, 2005, in Minneapolis, Minnesota. So there you go. Where this took place. I remember reading something that, the wrestlers did not stay at the same hotel that Eddie stayed at when he passed away, mm-hmm. which I believe yeah. 100%. They're like, uh, no people that are into any kind of sports are generally very superstitious. So I can, I can feel that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that so, was full gear and kind of the dynamite that followed. You know? Yeah. We talked a little bit about the stuff that happened with full gear and tied it into dynamite. Talked a little bit about WWE there's not really anything to talk about with WWE. So we got Survivor Series. Battle for Brand Supremacy Which, is coming up, right? Oh my god, what are they doing? Like So hold on. So no, no. Before <laughs> we before we get into any of that, you have Adam Pierce, who is managing both shows. And Sonya. And Sonya. And they are like kicking people off of the team because Adam Pierce said on Friday night, and I'm sure he said it on Monday night too. I just didn't catch it. I want SmackDown to win this, yeah. this show. And I'm sure on Monday he said, I want raw to win this. Well, so he's trying he, to make it as they, they're turning those two heel. No, 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 no. What's even worse. So on raw, he comes out and he said, he's talking to Ray Mysterio because the raw team was Ray Dominic, uh, Seth, Kevin Owens, somebody else. I'm forgetting who it was, who the other one is. Either way. He comes out and he tells Ray and Dominic, he says, right now, you know, Dominic, you don't, you know, everybody on this team is a former, Finn. Everybody on this team is a former champion. Uh, you know, Dominic, you don't have any champions. Um, Championships. Championships, yeah. Um, and for right now, you're still on the team, but you're fixing to have a match against Bobby Lashley where the winner takes the spot. So this is on Raw. So he sends out Bobby Lashley to absolutely destroy Dominic. Yeah. Right? The next week, this Ray, week. Yeah, this week. Ray bitches at Pierce about he didn't approve of that. He didn't like it. You know, what are you doing? And Pierce goes, I just want the best team for Raw. Uh, you know, Ray, um, you know, I don't like, I don't exactly like your attitude. You're going to fight Bobby. And if you lose, you're off the team. Well, no, he doesn't tell Ray if he loses, he's off That's the right. team. That's right. He didn't tell him that. He just told he him he's wa- fighting Bobby. He's fighting Bobby. Of course, Ray loses, Ray loses to Bobby because Bobby is still the almighty. Yeah. That's right, and it was then in the back. He comes from the back at the end of the show and he says, You know, I guess I don't know who's gonna take your spot, but yeah, Ray can't compete Ray, anymore. You for your own safety, you you we can't be in this match. And then Austin Theory comes from behind and takes a takes selfie. out Ray, takes a selfie and then gets appointed to the team. Yeah. So we replace uh, Dominic, who has no titles. Well, rephrase that, has been a tag team champion at least. Yeah. With Austin Theory who has never held a belt at all that I know of. He may have been. I'd have to go back and look. 
I don't have, think he was. I don't. When think he was he, originally on, he never had the North American title. No, it was when he was originally on Raw. I don't think at, he ever got Did they got get anything. the tag team championships? I don't remember. I'd have to go back and look. I think it was Seth but and Buddy that had the tag team champions. It may have been. I I, I honestly don't. But, but either way, with that we, we said, get rid of Dominic and we replace him with Austin Theory, who is, granted, a better wrestler, but what? Yeah. And then he comes out on SmackDown talking about SmackDown making the best team for SmackDown. This makes no sense at all. WWE has done everything, and I mean everything in their power, to make you not give a damn about their product. Yeah, you you are a thousand percent correct. And to drive that home, Mm -hmm. last week, WWE released nine more people. Yeah. And those people are... That was a little upbeat to talk <laughs> about people getting fired. Yeah, it is. Isn't it? <laughs> so, those people are the rest of Hit Row. So, Swerve Scott, Adrian the Adonis, and Top Dalla. Yeah. Alright, so it doesn't want to jump to where I want it to be. So Adrian the Adonis, Swerve Scott, Top Dollar, they released uh, Tegan, Tegan Knox, John Morrison, John Morrison, Jackson Riker, good riddance to him. Yeah, uh, Drake Maverick, Drake Maverick. Who are we missing? Yeah, because that's like seven. We're missing somebody. In yeah, and, and of course. My my internet's not cooperating with me on this. Of course. Uh, let's see if I can find it out real quick. I don't think it was another. It was in a you know like a big name or anything. Uh, pardon our dead air while we look this up because yeah. we're terrible at this. Wait, we're we're jumping down. Yeah, so, here we go. Um, Shane Thorne. Shane Thorne. So Slapjack. Yeah. Top dollar. Tegan it was only Knox, eight. Shane Thorne. It may have been John Morrison. Yeah, it was only eight. Jackson Riker. Isaiah Swerve Scott, Drake Maverick, yep, Shanti Adonis. Yeah, that's it. It was yeah. only his eight. Shane yeah. Thorne. So Slapjack's gone. Slapjack's gone, which, okay. They didn't really find anything like, for him. Now, Top Dollar has so, been blamed for Hit Row's release. Yeah. He has denied that. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of up in the air on whether or not he is responsible for it or not. Now, blaming not, his attitude backstage yeah. is what they've been. Let's not forget, this is the dude that was with everybody on the WWE show that was on A on A and E, yeah, where they were trying to hunt down collectibles. Yeah, you know. So this was not somebody who had this amazing in ring career with him. He he was certainly headed towards having a decent one. He was definitely seen as the star of Hit Row because yeah. of his size. Yeah. I mean, Hit Row but, only had a a good handful of matches in NXT. Yeah. And they only had, I think, one on SmackDown. Yeah. Whether you like it or you didn't like it, it was a gimmick that worked. It was something fresh. It was different. And now they're gone. All four of them are gone, yeah, because they released B-Fab last time. Yeah. And then they then they had one part where they came out to the ring without her lyric in the, the intro, and now all of them are gone. Yeah. Uh, Shane Thorne, he never really got a a chance. Yeah, they brought him in as Slapjack to the main roster. Uh, he didn't do much at NXT as either Shane Thorne or anything else before moving up. Drake's been released a couple times. Yeah, um, Drake released a video um, yeah. again this time. So last time he released a video where he was crying and all of yeah, that. Very emotional and got brought back. And got brought back. This time he released a similar video except... He actually, I think, used some of the video from the first time, and then cut into, uh, cut into it with new material, talking about how, like, hey, we need to get up. It was yeah. he was it was his inner self talking to himself. Yeah, it was really good. You should check that out. Um, Tegan, I hate that Tegan's gone. She got hit by the injury bug, I think, a little too much. Yeah, I think she did. Uh, then she got. 
she comes back. She gets teamed up with Ember and NXT. Then Ember and Sh- then her and Shotzi get moved to the main roster. And suddenly they're a team. And that was really cool. But then they split them up in the draft. After they beat the, the women's tag champions like three times in a row. But never got a title shot. They I split them up and then... Shotzi's a heel on Raw, but Tegan never did anything at all on SmackDown. Shotzi, Shotzi's, or Shotzi's, on SmackDown. Shotzi's on SmackDown, and Tegan never did anything on Raw. And so here's here's I I don't think that Vince knew what to do with her or what to do with her. No, 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 no. I, I don't think that's it. I'm I'm not giving that pass. They were doing something with her. What her and Shotzi were doing was entertaining. Both of them were very good in the ring. The as as cheesy as people might think, the tank thing with Baron Corbin was hilarious to me. Mm-hmm. They were doing something cool. And then they stopped. Because WWE seems to have this problem with we're gonna give you this this crappy gimmick, whatever the case may be. Ah, you're not supposed to get that over. So then they immediately take them off the TV, they cool them down to the point where no one cares, and they try to do something else with them. I mean, look at look at Karrion Cross. Cross was getting over in NXT. They bring him up in his very first match. He gets beaten pretty good by Jeff Hardy. Right? Then they realize that was maybe a bad idea, and he beats Jeff Hardy. Then he becomes a gimp. And they let him go. I I would argue, like I agree with you. What, what they did with Carrion was the completely wrong, wrong way <laughs> to do it. I would argue that his NXT gimmick mm-hmm. only worked in a small, intimate setting like NXT. It could have worked on SmackDown or Raw. We, they would you, have had to made some significant changes. They would have had to do a little bit of changes. Scarlet would have had to come up with him. Absolutely. The uh, fact that they didn't bring Scarlet up just with him me. means that they never understood. What and I'm, I'm, when I say they, Vince McMahon and Kevin Dunn, Kevin Dunn and um, what's the other guy? Um, Brother Love. Oh, uh, uh, Cornet, uh, not Cornet, uh, uh, uh Bruce Pritchard. Bruce Pritchard. They never understood what it was about Karrion Cross's gimmick that was getting over. So, I want to ask you a question. And, and this is, it's tangentially related to what we're talking about here. Triple H brings in all of these independent guys. Mm-hmm. He's in all of these, you know, what I would consider future superstars. He builds NXT into this must-watch wrestling. Then NXT gets taken, apparently, he gets... Put in the in the doghouse because AEW beat him. Then he goes out. He has heart surgery. You know he he's away from everything. Vince takes over NXT. NXT is trash at this point. Do you think that Triple H at some point is going to go? I can't do this anymore and walk away from WWE and maybe start talking about buying like ROH or something. Put his money into it and turn ROH into what NXT was. Do you think, could you see that as being something that could happen? Or does Triple H just say, well, them's uh, that's the business. uh, And just stays where he is. I I think, Triple H bides his time. Start slipping some nightshade into Vince's coffee. Vince is what, 79, 76? something. Somewhere in there. Not 79. He's he's not quite that old. But Vince is up there in age. And the thing is, though, there's been rumoring coming out that there's nothing in place for Triple H and Stephanie to take over. All all signs point to uh, Nick Khan as being the one that is going okay. to take over. Here's my argument 
for that. Yeah, Nick Khan might be the heir apparent currently. Triple H was the heir apparent four years ago. Uh, and honestly, Stephanie, Shane, and Triple H are the heirs apparent if you look simply at the shares. Yeah, except Shane doesn't have any shares anymore. Or Shane has, has considerably stepped back. I, and and I, I understand that. What I'm saying, though, is when Vince dies... Assuming he hasn't sold the company by then, right? I mean, his shares will. Those three shares, yeah. Those will. those three people, and I'll include Linda in there, but I don't think Linda wants anything to do with WWE anymore, other than yeah, it's just you know, where money comes from. Those four individuals will have the majority share, so it doesn't matter what Nick Khan wants. Maybe a year after Vince's death, Stephanie steps into being the CEO slash director of the board. See, that's the only thing that I'm concerned with, though, because WWE is a publicly traded company. So you can't just, you really can't just nepotism your way into controlling it. When you have the amount of shares that they have, you can't. Fair enough. Um, Like, I get what you're saying. (laughs) I get what you're saying. But they have the controlling interest in the company. It is a publicly traded company, but a a union of those four, a coalition, that's the better word, a coalition of those go. four controls the board. Fair enough. And they, um, and thus, the way the company goes. I still stand by the fact that by the end of 2022, the McMahon family will not own WWE anymore. Oh, I that fully... It'll be owned by... That WWE as a company will be owned by ESPN or Fox or Disney or... Oh, I... I it's owned by... Yeah, it's NBC. And it's all, all Disney, but uh, but it, NBC, yeah. you got NBC, NBC out there because NBC would love to have that on Peacock. Uh, yeah. Fox, I don't know that Fox wants it. I, I really don't. I don't know uh, that Fox wants it because why did Fox let WWE do what they did with the draft? Yeah. Uh, if they like, if they yes, had any SmackDown is still it. very strong. SmackDown is the strongest WWE show right now. But how long does it stay that way? Because they have. Neutered that roster yeah, they significantly. You have Roman Reigns and then the rest of the other people. Yeah. Uh, now, Vince is 76, by the way. Uh, <laughs> I agree with you. Vince is positioning to sell. That is the only thing that makes sense. They keep saying, with, like, they keep talking about the reason they're releasing all these people is budget cuts, budget cuts, budget cuts. And yet every quarter, they're turning in record profit. No. They they have record profits right now. Now, if WWE sells, mm-hmm. then I see your scenario as likely. I see Triple H looking at Impact. Mm-hmm. I see Triple H looking at ROH. Uh, any of a dozen smaller companies that he can just kind of mold to his vision. Because if you tell me, Triple H and Stephanie McMahon have bought Diamond Championship Wrestling. I'm just going to, you know. Okay. Now what's next? Oh, they've got a TV deal with Netflix. Okay. I'm paying attention now. You you had my interest. Now you have my attention. Well, you could, I could see somebody like Triple H. And the reason I mentioned ROH is ROH is currently owned by Sinclair Broadcasting, Mm -hmm. right? ROH just is going through a complete restructure. They just released all their talent, you know, all this kind of stuff. I could see Triple H, who, you know, let's be fair here, the majority of his NXT darlings were in were ROH people. Yeah. Right? Kevin uh, Owens, Seth, Seth, all, you know, ROH people. Joe. Champa. Champa. Joe. You know. No, I could, see, I could see him buying that, then going to Sinclair and saying, hey, we just bought this from you. You know, cool. Uh, we want airtime on your shows, on, either, on your networks, on your networks, either on Saturdays, Saturday afternoons, or Sunday afternoons, or something like that. You know that that airtime where it's not prime time. You know where ABC says, "Okay, this is what is played from seven till ten because it's ABC." Yeah, you know, we put it on put it on Saturday afternoon when all of these weird reruns and you, you that find kind the, of stuff, these the these, syndicated stuff comes the, on the syndicated shows that you never heard of before. You know, this is where we want it run. 
and, and I say ABC mainly because CBS and Fox, if there are any Sinclair broadcasting partners with them, those are tied up with football half the year. Yeah. No, um, ABC is a good bet. You put it on ABC. Say we would like we would like an hour, even just an hour, from eleven to noon on Saturday morning. Basically, the old school WWE Saturday morning superstar slot, mm-hmm. just to show ROH. And you you put it on uh, you put it on YouTube. And then you put and a simulcast it on YouTube, or put it up on YouTube afterwards. Put it up on YouTube, or or you do you pull an AEW? AEW wrote the script for this. Yeah, you have a show on YouTube. Mm-hmm. You have your main show. Yeah, you're going to tell me Stephanie McMahon, Triple H, aren't going to be able to swing a contract with a more major television company? I'm not saying Sinclair is not major, but right. you know they would be able to get on a network. Yeah, they sure. might be able to get on Paramount, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to tie back into when Paramount was Spike, which gets them on AMC Plus. Mm-hmm. Um, you have a dozen different streaming. They might channels. get on like A and E. Yeah, no, I mean but, they've but already like, done stuff with A and E. So, but like you've got a dozen streaming channels. You got Hulu, which is Disney. But you've got Hulu, you've got Netflix, you've got AMC Plus, you've got Peacock, you've got Paramount, Paramount Plus, you've got <sighs> Discovery has one, which I don't think that would be a good fit, but they but have one. You got you got Discovery, you've got CBS, uh, which is what you don't have CBS anymore. That got rolled into uh, Paramount. It's Paramount. It is, isn't it? I'm sorry, but you have all of those that are just HBO dying. Max. They're, yeah, HBO Max, which Tony Khan, dude. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> work it out. Get on HBO Max already. I, I understand you don't want Dynamite to be on there same day. That's cool. Give it to me the next week. I don't care. Give it to me a couple days after. I don't care. All, all of that Get stuff is still... Get it on HBO Max. Anyways. All of that back, stuff is still nebulously tied together. Back to what I was saying. You have all of these streaming channels that are dying for content. And they're all duking it out right now on who is going to be the winner. Netflix is always going to win. Netflix is, is a, Netflix is going to be there. the and the oldest at, the, at yeah, this point. It, they're going to be there. HBO is always going to be there because they have the backlog. CBS, it's probably Paramount yeah. is going to be there because you have Paramount's catalog. Well, I, I'm subscribed uh, to Paramount for the simple fact that it's got all of the old Nickelodeon stuff. It's got all of the old MTV stuff. It's yeah. got all the old Comedy Central stuff. You know, that stuff that I grew up watching when I was in my late teens, yeah. early to mid-20s. That nostalgia bug. As yeah. So, you know, a lot of these are not going to go anywhere. Yeah, they're not. They're they're going to duke it out for who's the top. But they're not going to go anywhere. Yeah. H- Hulu now has Fox's entire catalog backlog yep. with Disney's. Yep. And the fact that Disney's like has enough Disney has enough between Fox and Disney to have two separate streaming services. Yeah, that could be seamlessly tied together. Well, they are kind of. You can get the bundle that has Disney Plus, Hulu, and ESPN. But like, they could be seamlessly tied yeah. together into one app, which they're not currently. Yeah, but you pay you one. Know. You can pay one price, but they're all three separate apps. But yeah, so, I get but, you. So they're all sh- dying for content, which is why we say that Disney is c- going to buy WWE or NBC is going to buy WWE. Disney would love. I think Disney would love to purchase WWE just so that they could put all of the WWE back catalog on ESPN Plus. You know, because if this, let's be fair here. Well, like if this, Disney buys it or if NBC buys it, they are going to end our, this whole, well, you know, NBC has part of it and Fox has part oh, of it. Oh, absolutely. You know, they'll end that. that it soon will as, all just be us. As soon as the contracts are over with, as yeah. soon as they can, then they will end it. So, if Disney buys this, Disney would love nothing more than to put all of WWE stuff on ESPN Plus, and then have another reason to push ESPN Plus. Yeah, you, know? you throw you throw it on ESPN Plus. You throw Raw on ABC, not necessarily ABC, but you, you find one of their channel ESPN. Yeah, it would. They no. would both go well. Eh. Uh, I don't know how that would work out. It would. End, they'd end up putting it on a channel somewhere, but yeah, you know. So they would continue with Raw. SmackDown would probably die 
or be just moved over to a Hulu exclusive. Yeah, I could see that. And well, what you could do there is you could put it on, uh, you could put it on the Disney Channel at night on Monday nights and draw more eyes to the Disney Channel. Yeah, it would have they'd have to tone it down a bit. I I think. But oh, yeah. Raw's Raw's PG anyway. I mean, I, I still think they have to tone it. Look, man, the stuff know. that comes on the Disney Channel is is there are things that get talked about on Disney Channel that yeah okay, <laughs> um, but we kind of digressed a little bit. Yeah, I a think. lot. <laughs> but that being said. WWE is 100% being positioned to sell. Uh, they may claim they're not, but no. they. I think they are 100%. It, these budget cut claims don't make any sense. None. I like what Tony Khan said this week in an interview. He, he said that even though he had, he, basically what he said was that WWE is you're not signing a real contract. Yeah. You're signing a temporary arrangement. Yeah. Tony has managed to only release a few people throughout this. And those were for good cause. Yeah. I mean, some of the ones that he released several due to the whole speaking out. I he only really released one or two. Yeah. Well well there was but, like Havoc and Bree Peasley, maybe? Bree Peasley. Uh, Priestley. Uh, but. Shannara, or whatever her name was. But he didn't even release some of those. Yeah. He just allowed their contracts to end. In fact, the only one off the top of my head that I know for a fact he released was Jimmy Havoc. Uh, and I think B. Priestley was also as well, but. I don't really remember with that one. But there that have been being several said, that have asked for their release, and he's just granted it to them. Yeah. So here you go. That being said, he hasn't brought everybody back and re-signed them to new contracts when their contracts were over with. And as a businessman, he is under no obligation to do so. Yeah. I respect the fact that he didn't just say, you know, I'm not using you. You're gone. You're gone. I respect the fact that he paid them for their services for the agreed upon amount of time that he agreed to pay them. And then just said, you know, hey, I'm sorry, I don't have his, have any room for you right now. Maybe we can do business again down the road. Yeah. WWE has said, you're going to sign a contract with us. And in 60 days, we're going to cut you loose. We're going to wait till the day after you close on your house, get your family moved from God knows where, mm -hmm. and then we're going to cut you loose. We're going to screw up your world, basically, because we can. Um, it's tough. WWE, Vince McMahon, mm -hmm. Nick Khan have made it very difficult for me to even want to tune in. To a WWE program, absolutely, absolutely. I had, I had Raw on in the background on Monday. Of course, we haven't watched NXT in a while. Uh, I had a business thing that I had to do this week. Which I left Wednesday. I was going Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Wednesday night, I was in my hotel room and watched Dynamite. Um, Thursday, no wrestling of of import. Friday, uh, I was back to the hotel room to watch Rampage. I miss SmackDown, and I don't care. I absolutely do not care that I missed it. And that is a shame, because mm -hmm. you have amazingly talented people like Shotzi Blackheart, like Sasha Banks, like Xavier Woods, who are pouring their hearts out to entertain us. But because of the decisions of their corporate masters, I don't care if I catch the show or not. Exactly. Exactly. Because why, and this is kind of where I'm going to leave it at, why would I get emotionally invested in a storyline or a character that tomorrow 
I may be reading on Twitter that WWE has come to the terms of the release of that person. Like, legit. And nobody is safe. Mm. I don't care who they are. WWE is going to just end up being Roman in wigs. That's all it's going to be. But anyway. Now, to end this on a happier note. Okay. Bronson Reed, mm-hmm. formerly of WWE, was released a few months ago. Yep. He has re-debuted in Impact Wrestling yep. as Jonah. He made his debut yes. last night. So congrats for Bronson. Yeah. I know he had some uh, some troubles with his visa green card and, and his yeah. visa citizen, or not green card, but his visa, visa. situation. Uh, but congratulations to him. Uh, we wish him all the best because the man was super talented. Awesome. The fact that WWE let him go. It floors me. Same way with Keith Lee. floors me. Keith Lee. Uh, you know, you look at everybody. Even, even really Braun Strowman. Yeah, Braun Strowman. You look at guys that have been released. Top Dollar. Yeah. Like, whether – I don't know anything about Top Dollar other than what little bit we've talked yeah. about in the show. But the man had a look. He was big. He was good. He was everything WWE would want. Yep. And they let him go. But congratulations, formerly known as Bronson Reed, now known as Jonah. I'm glad he's somewhere. And I'm glad that when I want to, I can tune in to see him. And if I don't tune in to see him, then Impact's going to throw it up immediately after they go off the air on Facebook for me to watch. So (laughs) with all of that being said, we need to say thank you to McNarb Gaming here in Gautier, Mississippi for continuing to allow us to use this space. Uh, Thank you, Greg. If you're looking for a game, even if you're not looking for a game, you got family coming in this week. It's Thanksgiving. You're going to need some stuff to do to kill some time. Come down here to McNarb Gaming. Check out all the games that they have. They have something for you and your family to play. Have you ever played Ticket to Ride? Check it out. It's a really good game. It's a fun game. It's an easy game to learn. Super good intro game. Uh, Also, because it is Thanksgiving week, and you will have family, probably. Uh, you should go see Big Dog Liquor. Uh, make dealing with that family a whole lot easier. Uh, get your your whiskeys, your wines, your vodkas, your rums, your whatever is necessary to keep Grandma calm, cool, and collected uh, while you deal with all of the kids that will be running around, I am sure. Uh, so go check him out. And we'd be remiss if we didn't say thanks, or at least shout out, our buddies at Rogues Cast Radio. Yep. Uh, Jay Logan and Jody talk about everything nerd uh, every week. Give them a good listen. And uh, our friends over at Silence Your Cell Phones, where they talk about movies and television. And also check out uh, back over at Rogues Cast. Jody has his own podcast yeah. that he's just started to release over on. He said it was on Anchor. Anchor. And it's on horror films. Yes. So. Go give that a listen as well. And I'm sorry, Jody, I don't have don't the, name the name of it right <laughs> now. Uh, just thought about it as we were leaving. So go check them out. Check out Silence Your F- Cell Phones. And until next time. Cheers. Cheers. Happy Thanksgiving.